Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to get inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. Today we have a packed show discussing overuse of alcohol and dry January, finances in 2022, debt and its effects on our health, along with the healing power of the aloe vera plant. We first meet PhD George Koob, director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism at the National Institutes of Health. He is an internationally recognized expert on alcohol and neurobiology of alcohol and drug addiction. We discuss taking a break from alcohol during dry January and recognizing signs of an alcohol problem. He educates us on the newest treatment options now available, including medications and behavioral treatments for the overuse of alcohol. Joining us next is Head of Life Events at Fidelity Investments, Stacey Watson. We learn about the latest Fidelity Investments New Year Financial Resolution Study. The outcome discovered almost two-thirds of Americans say that they are confident they'll be better off financially in 2022. But will they? We learn the answer to that very question. We will then tackle the question of debt and how it is affecting us mentally and physically with Natalia Brown, Chief Client Operations Officer of National Debt Relief. Natalia will share valuable tips on how to avoid stress that comes with managing personal finances and paying off debt. Lastly, we meet Heather Florio, founder of Desert Harvest Super Strength Aloe Vera. She uncovers the health benefits of aloe vera and how it can help with women's health issues. Now let's get educated and empowered with these amazing guests. Alcohol-related problems are among the most significant public health issues in the U.S., Some people may have found that they increased alcohol use this year due to the holidays and or the stressors from the impact of COVID-19. Dr. George Koob, director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism and a world-renowned expert on how alcohol affects health, joins us to talk about how to recognize signs of an alcohol problem and ways to get help. Welcome, Dr. Koob. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, this is a very important subject and one I really love to discuss. So I'm so appreciative that you're going to come on and help us. So I'd love to know what some of the possible signs of an alcohol-related problem uh, that may have surfaced during these holidays. So this one very early sign is that you or the, the person who's having a problem with alcohol is actually you know, made people uncomfortable with their drinking. So that's a, that's a very early marker. But a, but a broader part of that is an impairment in social and occupational functioning, or put it another way, you know, a deterioration in interpersonal relationships because of alcohol, or uh, being late for work because of alcohol, or failing to fulfill obligations and responsibilities, maybe not getting work done on time, et cetera. And, you know, all of these things are markers, particularly if they're associated with the increased drinking. You know, it's interesting. I I myself am six years sober. And so I talk about this a lot and just the change for me. And what I find interesting is a lot of people just think alcoholism 
or uh, alcohol use disorder is when you have to wake up in the morning and start drinking. And, uh, it, you know, it's very far from that. Well, I mean, you actually hit the nail on the head. Alcohol use disorder is a spectrum disorder, and it, and it can be mild, it can be moderate, it can be severe. Obviously, the severe is, is what, you know, most people think of, but you don't realize that, you know, someone who has a DUI repeatedly or is repeatedly getting into fights at a bar, I mean, these are, these are likely people with a mild uh, maybe moderate alcohol use disorder. And, and so, you know, you want to do interventions early because the earlier you do an intervention, mm -hmm. the more likely of success and the less grief that everyone is going to experience. And so one thing is to simply find a non-confrontational way to talk with someone, you know, elements of motivational interviewing. Like, how do you motivate the person to maybe think about their drinking a little bit, uh, you know, Think of all the money you're spending on booze. Maybe you could be using it for, for, for something else. Right. So I do want to talk more about dry January, but I just want to keep on the subject a little bit of the spectrum that you're talking about. And one of the things that comes up a lot around me and women that I know, and maybe you can give some insight to this, um, you know, our, our kids are leaving where we feel that we're not sure what's next in our lives. Maybe we have a lot of downtime. We're getting depressed because we don't have our children and our purpose, and we don't know what our purpose is, and we're starting to turn to alcohol. So this is something that's really been um, exacerbated by the pandemic, basically, because we've been isolated and necessarily so in many cases. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're primates. And so as primates, the most primary reinforcer, the biggest reward out there is another primate. And, and when you're alone and, and the kids have left the nest, you know, that isolation and boredom kicks in. And we yeah. know that stress is a major component of driving alcohol use disorder, but it's also a major reason for relapse. Um, negative emotional states are the basis of about two thirds of relapse and people don't realize that. So you put this all together, um, you know, drinking to cope with stress is a slippery slope to an alcohol use disorder. And, you know, it, it works for an hour or two, you know, while the alcohol is on the rising phase of the blood alcohol curve, as you well know. Yeah. But then, you know, when the alcohol wears off, the demons come back with a vengeance and all these things, all these negative emotional states come back um, and, and they're worse than before. And so you end up trying to treat a problem with alcohol that, that alcohol makes worse. Let's also talk about COVID-19 and what the experts have observed about the impact of COVID-19 on drinking and the rate that it's elevated and our health on, and, and also our health. Yeah, so what we've been picking up is about a third of the population is drinking more during the pandemic. And as I mentioned, those individuals are drinking to cope with stress. And that's the, the downside, so to speak, or the, the, the exacerbation contribution, um, you know, that, it, it, you know, and there's, we know from historical records with 9-11 uh, and hurricanes like Katrina, that there's going to be a tail to this. And we already know that the young people are also suffering a great deal from, from mental health issues during the pandemic. And so, you know, we need to be on the lookout in the future for how are we going to deal with stress um, in, in a broad sense of the term 
and how not to to use alcohol as as a as a means of uh, self medication. So what can we do? How can we do that? Well, you know, I, I think first of all, being aware that the, the situation exists. I think, you know, there's uh, elements like Dry January that many young people are adopting, which um, allows one to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. And I think that's a first step in, for everyone. You know, you don't have to join Dry January to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, so we, we have a website that's called the NIAAA Treatment Navigator. The Treatment Navigator tells you what an alcohol use disorder is. And as we discussed, it's, it's a spectrum disorder, you know, mild, moderate, severe. But it also charts the treatments that are available according to the, to the spectrum. And, and you know, so, so everybody is different. There are a lot of individual differences and, and you don't have to drink, okay? I mean, if people don't want to drink, it's perfectly okay. And, you know, just to loop back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that's an important issue that more and more um, socially, it's acceptable not to drink, to go to a dry bar, to have a mocktail, et cetera. Dr. Koop, thank you so much for coming on the show and educating us. And, you know, right now there's a lot of us out there that need help. So really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for the interest. We really appreciate it. Next up, we get educated on financial stability in 2022 with Head of Life Events at Fidelity Investments, Stacey Watson, and the impact debt has on our health with Natalia Brown, Chief Client Operations Officer, National Debt Relief. So some are calling it a year of hope. There are signs people are growing increasingly hopeful about 2022. According to the latest Fidelity Investments New Year Financial Resolution Study, almost two-thirds of Americans say that they are confident they'll be better off financially in the year ahead. Even so, inflation and high costs are top concerns for many. Joining us with insights and more from the study is Head of Life Events at Fidelity Investments, Stacy Watson. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Stacy, your study has found that a number of people feel 2022 is going to be a year of hope, which is great. But what can you tell us about that? Well, the financial actions that people took at the start of the pandemic, really out of necessity, like budgeting and building emergency savings, have now become permanent habits by choice. People have just gotten better at setting goals, and that's creating this feeling of hope. More than uh, six in 10 Americans feel optimistic about the future, despite all the unknowns. What did your study show were the top financial concerns for Americans in 2022? Well, of those who said they were in worse financial shape this past year, the number one reason was inflation. And rising prices remain the top concern, along with unexpected expenses and then just COVID's impact on the economy overall. But that said, 34% feel they're in better financial shape now compared to 2020. And that's really due to focusing on things within their control, saving more, budgeting better, working more hours. But again, the, the Prevailing sentiment for 2022 is cautious optimism. 
All right. So why do people make resolutions and how can they stick to them? A resolution is really a great way to kickstart your year. And that's probably why seven in 10 Americans are making one. And the, make, the resolutions they're making are consistent with prior years. Save more, pay down debt, spend less. But to stick to any resolution, it's important to make sure the goal is clear, specific, and realistic. So you can set an, set an amount to save each month so that you can track your progress and see those small changes add up. And the other thing I'll say is don't be afraid to ask for help. New Year's can be a great time to consult with a financial advisor. And there are also lots of great free tools online to help you build a plan. Oh, it's so important to get that help because you can feel very lost. So it's great that you have that. So we've also heard a lot about the great resignation these past few months. And I'd ask you, did the study indicate this was going to continue in 2022? Yes, we can expect to continue to hear about the great resignation. And that's particularly true among younger generations. Almost half of the next generation who are currently employed are looking to change jobs in the year ahead. And aside from money, the reasons for changing jobs are all values-based, like Mm. stress levels, flexibility. Those are the top motivators. But our advice is this, before you make a career move, really think through your reasons for leaving your job and make sure that you're considering the total compensation package of any job offer. And we have tools and resources to help you do just that at fidelity.com slash life events so that people can make a good decision and feel confident. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Stacey, and and helping us during these very difficult times. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. January is Financial Wellness Month, and with increased spending during the holiday season and inflation driving up costs, now is the perfect time to learn more about personal finances and how to manage debt. Joining us now to discuss how to rethink and take action on our financial well-being is Chief Client Operations Officer at National Debt Relief, Natalia Brown. Welcome, Natalia. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you, and this is such a great subject. So so looking back at all of the holiday spending and the inflation that continues to drive up our costs, Can you share with us a few tips on how people can balance their budget? Uh, So National Debt Relief has actually helped over 400,000 people get out of debt. Uh, We really are concerned ourselves in making sure that other people are living financially healthier lifestyles. Uh, We found, especially when it comes to inflation, 70% of the respondents that we uh, collected in a survey are really concerned about inflation today and how that impacts their everyday life. Uh, So two tips that I have uh, are are really quick and easy. Uh, The first one is, you know, avoid the impulse spending and putting that balance on a credit card, especially if you can't pay that off in a short period of time. The other tip is to start an automatic savings plan, even if it's just a dollar a day. And if that's not realistic, you know, take a look at your expenses and see where you can cut back. So, for example, if you're paying every day for a cup of coffee, maybe you want to brew that cup of coffee at home. Um, Can you tell us a little more about what National Debt Relief does and the available tools and resources that they have to offer? 
I can. So national debt, national debt relief actually helps clients reduce the amount of debt that they owe. Um, typically, we see clients uh, enroll credit cards, medical bills, and personal loans, and we're able to help clients between 24 and 48 months, typically. Um, for example, if someone has $30,000 in debt and they are only paying the minimum, it can take that person up to 30 years to pay off that balance because of all the interest that's added. That's three to four times more than what they actually swiped on that card. Um, at National Debt Relief, we're really different because we are one, there for our clients every step of the way. And we also make sure that there's never a fee for consultation. And we are debt experts. We are there to make sure that our clients are are as successful as possible. So we actually found that after graduation from our program, about a month later, 95% of our clients are financially stable and they also have mm. the ability to save. Wow, that's incredible because being in debt is so overwhelming and yes. such a burden and it really affects us mentally and in all areas of our life. So it's mm. incredible the work you're doing. So you recently conducted a national survey to have a deeper understanding of the impact of debt on people's well-being, which is what I was just talking about. And what are the findings? Well, you are so spot on. That it, that survey was really interesting because we found people are not just worried about today. They're also looking at their future outcomes, and they're worried about that, too. We found that, you know, with debt comes some shame. And we found that three out of five people are actually overspending just to keep up appearances, which only adds to that stress later. Uh, we found that people are avoiding dating, relationships, getting married. And unfortunately, they're also getting divorced. Uh, we mm -hmm. found that people are losing sleep, that over 200 hours uh, a year are dedicated to, you know, just thinking about debt at night. And people are having nightmares up to three times a week, uh, according to, to that survey. So uh, there's a, a mental and there's also a physical impact to just being in debt. So you're right in line. It's a big deal. From your experience, what are the best ways for people in debt to overcome these challenges? Uh, so uh, a couple of things. Start with that emergency fund. Uh, I think the Federal Reserve actually did a, a study and found that 40% of Americans aren't able to cover a $400 emergency bill. So it's really important to start that savings. And the second thing is look for help, uh, like National Debt Relief. We're here to help consumers through this kind of process. And uh, we are experts in our field and we're there to not shame someone, but get them on a plan so that they can get to a place where they're financially stable. You're just there to help. And uh, there is a, yeah, there's so much hope. And talking about these expenses that we're not thinking about, I mean, those kind of things happen all of the time. So where can we go for more information? There's a ton of articles uh, on our website. So you can go to nationaldebtrelief.com to learn more. And you can also give us a phone call. It's at 800-930-930. Uh, 1484, and you can speak to a debt expert. There's no obligation, and the consultation is absolutely free. And how great you actually can speak with someone. So, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> and for coming on the show. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Next up, we meet Heather Florio, founder of Desert Harvest Super Strength Aloe Vera. She shares with us the healing power of aloe vera and how it is helping with women's health issues.
Hello, Heather. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Hi, thanks for having me, Marcy. I appreciate it. So you're here to talk about something really important and something that I don't know about very much, and that's interstitial cystitis. Tell us a little bit about what that is and how many people suffer from it. So interstitial cystitis is a painful bladder disorder. Imagine having a constant UTI that never goes away, um, a very painful, debilitating UTI. Mm. And, and it affects the lining of the bladder. And roughly about 8 to 12 million men and women in the United States have this, about 80% women, so more predominantly women, about 20% men. So do you normally know that th this is what's occurring when you go to the doctor? Do they, do they know or what's happening there? Unfortunately, um, because we don't know the, the root cause, the epidemiology, it really becomes about um, exclusion, diagnosis of exclusion. So we're going to, so, and we have so many things going on down there as a woman from our uterus and so on and so forth, that it just becomes a question of where's the pelvic pain coming from, and then eventually diagnosing it down to the root cause. So what I love is you've come up with something that helps and it has to do with aloe vera, which I love, but I always think of aloe vera as something that's topical. So tell us about the Desert Harvest Super Strength Aloe Vera Capsules. Yeah, so Desert Harvest, we started in 1993 with this product. My aunt had the disease interstitial cystitis. And so uh -huh. we, she went to some random product place, uh, uh, picked up some random bottle of aloe vera, took it and slept through the night, which is kind of unheard of for an icy patient. And then we realized, wait, how can we concentrate this? How can we make this safe for long-term use? Aloe vera naturally has anthraquinones in them that are latex chemicals that can be unsafe. And most products on the market have these in them because they're meant to be short, like digestive aids. And so we figured out, we created a patented process in which we could concentrate it as well as make it safe for long-term use in high doses. And in our double-blind placebo-controlled study, we had an 87.5% response rate of some or complete relief of all symptoms, which is taking our capsules. And you can imagine right now, there's only one FDA-approved drug out on the market for this disease that mm -hmm. has um, can is currently undergoing lawsuits right now, unfortunately, for causing macular degeneration. And so, oh, unfortunately, wow. very limited in the options that are available out there. So does this actually help to cure it or is it just for relief? It is just for relief. So we're talking frequency, burning, pain. In the study, we've seen um, high levels of benefit from all three. Um, but unfortunately, there is no cure for interstitial cystitis because at this point, we don't even know what causes it. Um, no two women are alike in, the, in their presenting symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, and currently there's an ulcerative version and a non-ulcerative version. And that's pretty much the, the crux. They've been doing research for over 30 years now. And unfortunately, um, you know, we may be wow. getting, they're trying to get a, a urine diagnosis because the current diagnosis is so painful. You have to get a cystoscopy. Um, and when you're already in so much pain down there, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a debilitating day when you have to undergo that procedure. Oh my God. The fact that you have relief and that you have discovered this is amazing. So 
how can we find more? And um, actually, if somebody is suffering, how could they find these capsules? Um, they can go directly on our website at desertharvest.com and purchase. And if they have any questions about dosage, about um, any of our other products, they can give us a call directly at 800-222-3901. We have amazing customer service staff that are very knowledgeable. Yeah, I was looking at your website and I just want to say it's amazing all of, all of the areas that you help in the urological, women's health issues, sexual health, all of that. So, you know, it's not just interstitial cystitis. So thank you so much, Heather, for coming on the show and informing us and educating us and offering this relief. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to put the voices out there for all these ICU patients that are suffering. Thank you all so much for joining Wake Up With Marcy today. What an incredible show. Um, just a, it's amazing what we have learned about alcohol and uh, dry January and how that affects us. And I just want you to know as someone that is celebrating six years of sobriety, that it is so worth it, the way that it changes your life. I'm not saying that it's easy in the beginning, but if you make the choice, it changes your life for the better in ways that I cannot explain in just a couple of minutes. So just want to encourage you to find the help that you need if this is something that you are interested in doing. If you want to find out more information on my guests, check out wakeupwithmarcy.com. Also, I hope to see you on social media at official wakeupwithmarcy underscore at Instagram and also Facebook, wakeupwithmarcy. Okay, guys. Also, if you go to my website, wakeupwithmarcy.com, I hope that you will join my email list and get daily, weekly inspirations and information on my guests. All right, guys, I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you next Saturday. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. Bye-bye.